Welcome to Masters of the Word. I am your host, Lavelle Gill. Masters of the Word is a journey for men and women to become one with the Word of God. We come to you every week diving into the infallible truths of God's Word. So feel free to subscribe, leave a positive review, to spread the word to like-minded men and women. Let's get started. Welcome to Masters of the Word, and I'm your host, Lavelle Gill. Thank you for joining us once again. We are at episode number 15. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Please rate and review it so that like-minded men and women just like yourself can find the podcast and enjoy it just as you are. Raise your voice, my brother and my sister, and vote. We are less than two weeks out from a major election in the United States. And there will be, will there, will there be, will there be a new um, president elected or will we remain under the same uh, administration. It's up to you. Raise your voice by absentee ballot. You can vote early. Many states are um, where there is early voting available. But please, 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 my brother and my sister, raise your voice and let somebody, let's start a revolution. Let's start some waves and winds of change from the Gen Xers, from the Gen Yers, from all of those that are eligible to vote. Please make sure that you raise your voice and vote. And as I always say, a refusal to vote is a vote for things to stay the same. Coming to the stage at this time is Mr. It's Your Boy, Lavelle Gill, and his single, Come In, on Masters of the Word. God, we bless you. We give you all the glory. We prepare a special place just for you. Come on, let's see.
says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory will come in. Come on, let's say it like this. This weekend, we celebrated a milestone in the streaming world. That is for Lavelle Guild Music. We celebrated 20,000 worldwide streams. Now, some of you may not think that that's, it's really not much of anything, but for individuals that are independent artists, it is a huge deal because we did it organically. They're raw organic streams and come in is a song that the Lord gave me and it was okay so let me give me let me give you the story behind it it was created and brought to life by myself and my brother Antonio Daniels Big Tone shout out to Big Tone and we created this song in around early 2000s so come in itself the song itself is over 17 years old and I'm being very generous when I say that it's over 17 years old so it had a great had a great life in the local church as we were worshiping among those that are part of the church that we were a part of and we did it as a live recording But it went into an incubation period for many, many years. And I really didn't know if that was because on our last on our last episode, remember, we talked about a lot of the songs that the Spirit of the Lord gives us really isn't for commercial consumption. Probably some of the best, some of your some maybe some of the people under the sound of my voice that 
you're you're a worshiper, right? You you do you have your own little worship tunes that you sing to the Lord. It's just you and the Lord. And some some of the songs maybe, and so I thought maybe that was the life that that the life that it had was everything that I I should expect for it, right? That I shouldn't expect to roll it out for a commercial audience. But the Lord said to do so. And so we did that. So one of the things that come in has taught me is in the pursuit and the process of releasing it as part of the brand that is Lavelle Gill is to trust God is not to expect a pat on the back for what you do for for what you have created and expect and depend and rely on him to be your source to be your encourager and not to um, what's the word compare yourself to the many 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 because if you look on a global scale there there are so many there's so much great talent in the world today but there's only one you and if you don't share what God has given you how will we receive the blessing of it and so as I look and I check because I'm the type of person that I keep up on everywhere in the world it's being streamed and that gives me the greatest joy because now in the in the last week or so we've broken into the united kingdom we've broken into places that really just blows my mind it just it just and and I'm continually exuding gratitude and thanksgiving to God for what I'm experiencing right now because we'll get to those big platforms and those big spaces and those things that the Lord has foreordained for us but come in has taught me how to slow down enjoy the process and believe believe for what he's given you because some of you under the sound of my voice have ideas you have you have goals you have books you have content that the world needs but it's just it's just going back and forth it's just turning over it's just humming like a sewing machine and no one's listening and no one's being able to uh, uh, enjoy it or hear it so believe against the odds because the odds are never going to be in your favor. They're never going to be in your favor. It's never going to be a good time. You may not have the money, but guess what? I didn't have the money. You may not have the, the, the resources or the connections, or maybe they don't have time for what you're doing right now. But believe against the odds. Believe that you are and you have what it takes to be the greatest of all time. And that you don't have to wait for big, lavish platforms. You can right now 
embrace the truth that is you are the greatest. You've got the sauce. You've got the swag. And nobody can take take that away from you. And your time is now. And if it doesn't happen, it won't be because the time wasn't right. If it doesn't happen, it won't be because the the, the, the right people weren't in the right place or you didn't have the money to make it happen or, or, or this or that or, or whatever. It will be because you sat on what God gave you. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Then it went on to say, who being in the form of God, didn't think he was robbing himself for viewing himself as God. You've got to reach up and identify yourself as the son or daughter of the most high God. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been my story. This is my story of come in. After 17 years of being sat on the incubator, I had moved on. I had written, written, written. I have, I had written many, 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 many others, many other stuff. Worked with other people, did other things, what, what have you. But I always say every song has a life of its own. And when God says step out on something. Whether you see what you're stepping out on or not, you've got to obey his voice. Man shall not live by bread alone. There we go again. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, you should be tired of going to the same job. They don't see your greatness. They don't give you a bonus on your greatness. They pay you for them to use your gift. And then give you 48 hours, which is your Saturday and Sunday, or whatever two days you have for the weekend. You should be tired. You should want more. You should want your your books or whatever it is. All those things that you have to, to live and ever live. And so we release come in in October of last year. We did it. I call it the year of uh, KOP because the entire year of 2019, we had devoted ourselves and committed and consecrated to writing uh, the, the, and the revelatory content or the stuff that the Holy Spirit was giving me by way of um, um, daily devotional stuff. Uh, the many you know, we just made a commitment to just walk with him and not try to run before him or run ahead of him. And so come in was to be the triumphant entry for the for the um, um, KOP for King of Pain and for that uh, content, which brings us to the demo of the day. And I think we're going to go to chapter two. King of Pain, chapter two. I'm sharing a lot of unreleased stuff with you guys, but I'm being I'm being uh, transparent with you. And um, King, this is the original. It was supposed to be the first song. This is the very first song. I, I've rewritten it probably so many times. Um, I probably re. I have maybe three different versions 
of this song right here, chapter two. Uh, and and it just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to the process of perfecting whatever God has given to me. And so it, 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 Holy Spirit gave it to me just really quickly. Um, I was driving, driving into work. I had a long drive, long commute to work, which is probably about 45 minutes to an hour if it's, if it's snow on the ground. Um, and the Spirit of the Lord just kind of flushed it out. It just, and, and it's one of the rare times that the whole song just flushed out in a moment of like the presence of the Lord just really coming into my, my vehicle while I'm driving and really showing me that this is a God moment. Uh, so, so here it is, y'all. King of Pain, chapter two, on Masters of the Word.
Acts chapter 19. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they told him. We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism were you baptized with? He asked them. With John's baptism, they replied. He said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people that they should believe in the one who would come after him, that is, in Jesus. While they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began to speak in other languages and to testify. Now there were about twelve men in all. Then he entered the synagogue and spoke boldly over a period of three months, engaging in discussion and trying to persuade them about the things of the kingdom of God. But when some became hardened and would not believe, slandering the way of the in front of the crowd, he withdrew them, he withdrew from them and met separately with the disciples, conducting discussions every day in the lecture halls of Tyrannus. And this went on for two years, so that the inhabitants of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the message about the Lord. God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even face cloths or work aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists attempted to pronounce the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I command you by the Jesus that Paul preaches. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, were doing this. The evil spirit answered them, I know Jesus, and I recognize Paul. But who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowering them all, and prevailed against them so that they ran out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all who lived in Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. Then fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had become believers came confessing and disclosing their practices. While many of them who had practiced magic collected their books and burned them in front of everyone. So they calculated their value and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. In this way, the Lord's message flourished and prevailed. While these events were over, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and to go to Jerusalem. After I've been there, he said, I must see Rome as well. After sending two of these who assisted him, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, he, he stayed himself in Asia for a while. During that time, there was a major disturbance about the way. 
for a person named Demetrius, a silversmith, who had silver shrines of Artemis, provided a great deal of business for the craftsmen. When they had assembled them, as well as the workers engaged in this type of business, he said, Men, you know that our prosperity is derived from this business. You both see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost all of Asia, this man, Paul, has persuaded and misled a considerable number of people by saying that gods made by hand are not gods. So not only do we run a risk that our business may be discredited, but also that the temple and the great goddess Artemis may be despised and her magnificence come to the verge of ruin. The very one all of Asia and the world adore. When they heard this, they were filled with rage and began to cry out, Greatest Artemis of the Ephesians! So the city was filled with confusion and they rushed all together into the amphitheater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's traveling companions. Through Paul, though Paul wanted to go into the in, in before the people, the disciples did not let him. Even some of the provincial officials of Asia where his friends sent words to him, pleading with him not to take a chance by going into the amphitheater. Meanwhile, some were shouting one thing and some were shouting another because the assembly was in confusion and most of them did not know why they had come together. Then some of the crowd gave Alexander advice when the Jews pushed him in front of the crowd. So, so motioning his hand, so motioning with his hand, Alexander wanted to make his defense to the people. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, a united cry went up from all of them for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! However, when the city clerk had calmed the crowd down, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there? who doesn't know that the city of Ephesians is the temple guardian of the great Artemis and of the image that fell from heaven. Therefore, since these things are undeniable, you must calm, keep calm and not do anything rash. For you have brought these men here who are not temple robbers or blasphemers of our goddess. So Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a case against. So if Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a case against anyone, the courts are in session, and they are pro and there are proconsuls. Let's bring charges. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you want something else, it must be decided in a legal assembly. In fact run risk of being charged with rioting. But what happened today, since there is no justification that we can give a reason for this disorderly gathering, after this, he dismissed the assembly. Acts chapter 20. After the uproar was over, Paul sent 
for the disciples, encouraged them, and after saying goodbye, departed to go to Macedonia. When he had passed through these areas and exhorted them at length, he came to Greece and stayed there three months. While he was about to set sail for Syria, a plot was devised against him by the Jews. So a decision was made to go back through Macedonia. He was accompanied by Sotifer, son of Pyrrhus from Berea, Aristarchus, and Secundus from Thessalonica, Gaius from Derby, Timothy, and Tychicus, and Tromphius from Asia. These men went on ahead and waited for us in Troas. And we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread. In five days, we reached them at Troas, where we had spent seven days. On the first day of the week, we assembled and broke bread. Paul spoke to them, and since he was about to part, to depart the next day, he extended his message until midnight. Then there were many laps in the room upstairs, where they were assembled. And a young man named Eticus was sitting on a windowsill and sank into a deep sleep as Paul was kept on speaking. While he was overcome with sleep, he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead. But Paul went down, fell on him, embraced him, and said, Don't be alarmed, for his life is in him. After going upstairs, breaking bread and eating, Paul conversed a considerable time until dawn. Then he left. They brought the boy home alive and were greatly comforted. Then we went up ahead to the ship and sailed for Essos, intended to take Paul on board there. For these are his instructions, since he himself was going by land. When he met us at Essos, we took him on board and came to Mytilene. Sailing from there, the next day we arrived at Chios. The following day, we crossed over to Samos, and the day after we came to Miletus. For Paul had decided to set sail past Ephesus, so he would not have to spend time in Asia, because he was hurrying to be in Jerusalem, if possible, for the day of Pentecost. Now, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. When they came to him, he said to them, You know from the first day I set foot in Asia, how I was with you the whole time, serving the Lord with all humility, with tears, and with the trials that came to me through the plots of the Jews, and that I did not shrink back from proclaiming to you anything that was profitable or from teaching it to you in the public and from house to house. I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God in faith in our Lord Jesus. Now I am on my way to Jerusalem, bound in my spirit, not knowing what I will encounter there, except in that town after the Holy Spirit testifies to me that chains and afflictions are waiting for me. But I count my life of no value to myself so that I may finish my course and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. 
And now I know that none of you will ever see my face again. Everyone I went about preaching the kingdom to. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of everyone's blood. For I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole plan of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock that the Holy Spirit has appointed you to as overseers, to shepherd the church of God when he purchased you with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And men will rise up from your own number with deviant doctrines to lure the disciples into following them. Therefore, be on alert, remembering that night and day for three years, I did not stop warning each of you with tears. And now I commit you to God and to the message of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands have provided for my needs and for those who are with me. In every way, I've shown you that by laboring like this, it is necessary to help the weak and to keep in mind the words of the Lord Jesus. For he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. After he said this, he knelt down and prayed with all of them. There was a great deal of weeping by everyone. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving most of all over a statement that they would never see his face again. Then they escorted him to the ship. Acts chapter 21. After we tore ourselves away from them and set sail, we came by a direct route to Kos the next day to Rhodes and from there to Patara. Finding a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, we, we boarded and set sail. After we sighted Cyprus, leaving it on the left, we sailed on to Syria and arrived at Tyre because the ship was to unload its cargo there. So we found some disciples and stayed there seven days. Through the Spirit, they told Paul not to go to Jerusalem. When our days there were over, we left to continue our journey, while all of them, with their wives and their children, escorted us out of the city. After kneeling down on the, be on the beach to pray, we said goodbye to one another. Then we boarded the ship, and they returned home. When we completed our voyage from Tyre, we reached Potalemus. Where we, where we greeted the brothers and stayed with them one day. The next day, we left and came to Caesarea, where we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. This man had four virgin daughters who prophesied. While we were staying there many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judah, Judea, he came to us, took Paul's belt, tied it around his feet and hands, and said, This is what the Holy Spirit says. In this way, the, the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into Gentile hands. 
when we heard this, both we and the local people begged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul replied, what are you doing? Weeping and breaking my heart? For I am not only ready to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Since he would not be persuaded, we stopped talking and simply said, the Lord's will be done. After these days, we got up and went to Jerusalem. Some of the disciples from Caesarea also went with us and brought us to Nassan, a Cypriot and early disciple with whom we were to stay. When we reached Jerusalem, the brothers welcomed us gladly. The following day, Paul went in with us to James and all the elders were present. After greeting them, he, re he related in detail what God did among the Gentiles through his ministry. When they heard it, they glorified God and said, You see, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. But they have been told about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to abandon Moses by telling them not to circumcise their children or to walk in our customs. So what is to be done? They will certainly hear that you've come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who have obligated themselves with a vow. These men purify. Take these men, purify yourself along with them and pay for them to get their heads shaved. Then everyone will know what they were told about you amounts to nothing and that you yourself are also careful about observing the law. With regard to the Gentiles who have believed, we have written a letter containing our decision that, that they should keep themselves from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from what is strangled, and from sexual immorality. Then the next day, Paul took the men, having purified them himself along with them, and entered the temple, announcing the completion of the purification days when, off, when the offering for each of them would be made. As seven days were about to end, the Jews from Asia saw him in the temple complex, stirred up the whole crowd and seized him, shouting, Men of Israel, help! This is the man who teaches everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place. What's more, he's also brought Greeks into the temple and has profaned this holy place. For they previously, for they have previously seen Tromphius, the Ephesian, in this city with him. And they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple complex. The whole city was stirred up and the people rushed together. They seized Paul, dragged him out of the temple complex, and once out, and once the gates were shut, as they were trying to kill him, word went up to the commander of the regiment that all that all Jerusalem was in chaos. Taking along soldiers and centurions, he immediately ran down to them. Seeing the commander and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. 
Then the commander came up to, took him into custody and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He asked who he was and what he had done. Some of the mob were shouting one thing and some another. Since he was not able to get reliable information because of the uproar, he ordered them to be take he ordered him to be taken into the barracks. When Paul got up to the steps, he had to be carried up by the soldiers because of the mob's violence. For the mass of the people following yelled, Take him away. As he was about to be brought into the barracks, Paul said to the commander, Am I allowed to say something to you? He replied, Do you know Greek? Aren't you the Egyptian who raised a rebellion some time ago and led 4,000 assassins into the wilderness? Paul said, I am a Jewish man from Tarsus of Sicilia, a citizen of an important city. Now I ask you, let me speak to the people. After he had been given permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned with his hands to the people. When there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language. Thank you for joining us for today's edition of Masters of the Word. Email us your questions at lavellegillmusic at gmail.com. You can also connect with us at facebook.com slash lavellegillmusic. Until next week.